Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today we're joined by Jay Cruz. Jay only started in 2013. Uh, He struggled a little bit initially, but he also did a lot of things right. Rather than trying to make a lot of money fast, he chose to do things the hard way. He actually partnered up with a veteran of online marketing and offered to run the webinar. At that time, Jay was working full-time in a sales job, but... Also in the nighttime, he was running their webinar. Eventually, the hard work paid off, and uh, so much so that Jay's company recently did a $4 million launch. So, so Jay, in this interview, openly talks about how he started, his failures and successes. So you don't want to miss this interview. But before, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. And if you are listening to this on a podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and rate. Thank you. Hey, Jay, thank you for being on the show. So let's talk about how you got into online marketing. Right. <laughs> Straight <laughs> to the point. I love it. Um, let me think. Wow. That's, a, that's actually a bigger question than it seems because uh, we, we've discussed this before. Yeah. Um, and we, we talked about Chris Winters. Chris Winters has been actually a massive um, influence in my life. Uh, I mean, he's superhuman, as we all know, mm-hmm. you know from all the uh, – I mean, his one – ab is probably <laughs> the size of everyone's screen right when he's on your facebook yeah, no yeah. the guy the guy is phenomenal like not only physically but as a person mentally uh spiritually as well so i bumped into uh chris winters at an alex jeffries event about six seven years ago now the funny story uh behind that is the way that i got into the alex jeffries event was just hustling i had no product i had no nothing right okay. but i had a really good friend his name was Joey Zoto, who runs uh, like a, a multi-million dollar video software now. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of him, videos. I've, I've talked to him. Business. I've interviewed him as well. Nice guy. Yeah, those guys are doing really well. So he's basically my best friend. We grew up together. You know, I'm talking kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And me and him were always, you know, we, we went from job to job. We were struggling, that whole crap, right? Couldn't afford a cup of coffee, had to share that kind of stuff. So we had dreams and ambitions. Like, One day, man, we're going to make it. And we were in this small town. We, we were born and raised. And one day he comes to me and he goes, oh, Jay, listen, I've got this. Um, and, and it's in his documentary, if you watch it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Jay, there's, a, there's this guy called Alex Jeffries. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like excited because I'm like, well, tell me more. And he's like, he's our ticket. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. I go, tell me more. You know, talk to me, man. Like, you know, the guy is going all crazy. And he goes, simply put, this guy teaches people how to make money online. And he's going to teach us to do the same. I was like, great. I go, so what does he want? Because we can't pay him. And he goes, well, here's the thing. His, his assistant has come back and said, well, you, you, you're good at video, right? So if you want to learn from us, why don't you make a video about why we should put, take you under our wing? Mm-hmm. So long story short, me and Joey, like, Jesus, had to like borrow a camera, right? Didn't have any money. It's crazy. Um, I, I, was, uh, I was actually playing Joey in the video mm-hmm. because Joey needed to be the camera guy. And I love being in front of the camera. So it just worked out. And we sent this video to Alex Jeffries, right? Where I'm like, hey, we're struggling. Being honest with you, we've got no money, but we've got ambition. You know, that whole chestnut, that whole chestnut. Uh, so, uh, so, Jay, what year was that? That was, what, 20, 
I want to say 12, 13, something like that. That's not that long ago, right? That's not that no, long. it's not. It feels like a lifetime, but it's not. Yeah. You're right. And the funny thing is that video just took off. Like Frank Kern saw it. It was pinned to the top of Alex Jeffrey's page. You know, all these people are like, take this guy under your wing. Not, and, and, and the funny thing is Alex Jeffries thought I was Joey, right? <laughs> so when he, when he called us up and he goes, listen, we called Joey up. He's like, listen, come down. Like, you know, come to my place. I want to I meet you. We're in London. He's in Cardiff, which is about an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Wales, mm-hmm. uh, Joey's like, "Oh my God, geez, it's worked!" You know, this guy's calling us down, and I'm like, I- "I'm about to go to work because I've just started a new job." Because I'm like, "Look, we need money," mm-hmm. and uh, and the funny thing is, I'm like, "All right, perfect. Tell me later." You know, like secretly calling him at lunch. So anyway, Joey gets invited. Long story short, Alex Jeffries takes him under his wing, and I'm like, "Whatever you learn, Joey, I'll learn. If you make it, I'll make it." Right? That kind of j- deal. Mm-hmm. So Joey's learning all the stuff, doing product launches, making 10, 20k here or there. Mm-hmm. Nothing major. It was then. It was everything. Yeah, back then. Uh, but anyway, back then, yeah. So he gets invited to Alex Jeffrey's mastermind because he's part of it. Because he's now he's Alex Jeffrey's best, you know, like case study. So he's he's like a rock star. And he goes to me, oh Jay, Alex Jeffrey's is hosting an event in Cardiff in a circle. I'll get you in for free. I was like, woo, fantastic, you know. And um, sorry, Alex, if any of your students are watching this, <laughs> I go in for free, right? I hustled it, but hey, I, I made good use of it. Anyway, at the event, and I'm just, you know, rubbing shoulders with what was for me at the time, just the biggest people I could ever meet, right? People like who have got time, freedom, own businesses, work online. And anyway, I, bu- I bump into uh, Chris Winters. We hit it off straight away. Uh, Chris Winters is like, Jay, why don't you, you know, what are you doing? Like, you must be doing some stuff. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing anything. Uh, one question, to- Chris Winters, what was he doing at that time? He was a super affiliate. Right. At that time. I mean, he still is now, but he he was just connecting people and uh, driving lots of traffic. And was he, he still looked a, after his people. Was he still the superhuman at that time as well? He was, I'd, I'd say mentally, yeah, <laughs> but he was, um, I think he had a bit of a, an issue health-wise for about a year, so that played with his weight, but he wasn't huge at all. He was like, you know, he looked normal to me. I didn't know that his, his standard was actually, you know, super fit, so, <laughs> so I didn't think anything of it, but anyway, he goes to me, he says to me and Joey, he goes, guys, uh, you know, you guys are awesome. I love your spirit. Um, even though Jay, you're not doing Jack with your life right now, why don't you and Joey come to Barcelona because mm-hmm. Simon Warner has an event in Fortaventura. Mm-hmm. So come to my house, stay with me and together we'll travel to Fortaventura because I'm speaking at this event. And, and Joey, I think wasn't speaking then. No, no, that was when he's starting out. Anyway, I'm like, great. No worries. Got the last bit of money I had went out, knock on the door. Chris mm-hmm. Winters opens. He's like, holy shit. They actually came. Like, <laughs> He's like, honey, one second. <laughs> and he's I didn't expect bro- yeah, he's got two kids from, you know, from um, West London suddenly at his, on his doorstep. And no, but, you know, bless him, him, his wife, his whole family, they were super accommodating. Like it was amazing. And that whole week, man, we, we learned everything about everything, you know, food, diet, like nutrition, mental health, mm-hmm. business, because mm-hmm. the guy is really doing well. Uh, Chris Winters, you know, his yeah. whole business is, no one even knows about what he does. Like he's like tip of the iceberg as I am, but his real you know wealth and business is mm-hmm. you know much like you, like nice and humble. Doesn't yeah. need to talk about what he does. So anyway, that that's the story. And then the funny thing is, right? We go to the event. I see Chris Munch, who's the speaker, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this guy's awesome. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we finish the event in Fort Ventura, come back to Barcelona, mm-hmm. and we've got one more day before we fly out, right? Mm-hmm. 
And guess who? Um, that's Vanya. <laughs> that's my that's my cleaner, Vanya. Hi, Vanya. That's Hello. all right, no problem. <laughs> Sorry, one second. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, there's should be. You can just use that one there. The yellow one. Yeah. 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 This is fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry, man. Okay. Uh, okay. Thanks, Vanya. She, yeah, English isn't great. So when I say don't disturb me, it actually means make sure you disturb me at least 10 <laughs> times so we can expect her back. Okay, exactly. um, but she's wonderful at what she does. So anyway, so now really quick, I'll finish this off for you because it is pretty crazy. Oh, carry on. That's quite interesting, actually. So now Chris Winters says to me and Joey, we're at the breakfast table. We're like, he's like, boys, you had a good time? We're like, yeah. He goes, here's the thing. Tomorrow, I've got a friend of mine coming. And Chris Winters is always like mysterious, right? And we're like, who is it? He goes, you'll find out. And we're like, this guy, right? So, with, and by the way, that week, I just remembered now, Aiden Booth, you might know, is one of our big partners now. Yeah. And he introduced me to Aiden Booth in Barcelona. We went for lunch with him one day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know who the hell this guy was, right? I was just like, who is this guy? This guy's earning all this money? Like, really? Like, Aiden, what do you do, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just all coming to me now. But anyway, so the last day, guess who walks in? Another knock on the door. It's Chris Munch with his whole family, with his kids right. and everyone. Okay. And so Chris Munch was going to now move in for a week with Chris Winters. That was the crossover. So I help him with all this stuff, me and Joey, you know, his kids, his suitcases, all that. And then we have a fateful, I call it a fateful lunch after where Mm -hmm. me, Chris Winters, Chris Munch sat down. And I didn't know it at the time, but Chris Winters and Munch were masterminding. Munch needed someone to run his webinars. Mm -hmm. And Chris Winters was like, you got to take this kid on. Like Mm -hmm. I vouch for him 150%. Mm-hmm. Uh, get back to London two weeks later I get a phone call Chris Winters he's like listen shut up and listen you always talk too much listen to listen to me and I'm like what's wrong and he goes just shh. Chris Munches needs someone to run his webinars you're going to do it and I'm like no 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 you don't understand I'm an entrepreneur you know all that <laughs> and he's like I don't care just trust me you're going to do it I'll vouch for you it's done Okay. So then, yeah, like that, that's how it started. I, I started off doing Chris, in, in, you know, it, the, the, the short story is I started off doing Chris Munch's webinars mm-hmm. originally. And then we, yeah, we flourished into a partnership from that. So, so what's that advice there for someone who, who's, who's where, who's, you know, who's at your place where you were like for seven, eight years ago and he's struggling and he's thinking, oh my God, I've got no money to get these big guys to help me out. But you had no money either and you really struggled and you really hustled and you got your way in. What would you say to that person? Well, my thing, you know, it's funny because my team now, you know, we've worked hard, we've built it, we've got a team all over the world, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And our support team and our sales team in particular, I always tell them the same philosophy. It's like, when I interview them, I'm like, what are you prepared to do? What, what, number, two questions. Number one, what is, what is it that you want to achieve? And if they say, I want to earn lots of money and provide for my family, come what may, you know, I'm like, great. Okay. And then I'm like, what are you, and second question, what are you prepared to do to achieve that? Mm-hmm. And it's not a question, you know, to catch people out. It's just, just know what you want. Just be honest with yourself. You know, here's the thing. Some people don't want uh, what they think they want, you know? Mm-hmm. So know what you want, get really clear about it. Forget your ego, put that to the side that always screws up, mm-hmm. you know, things um, for, for people and just be honest, just be like, well, would I be happy with 60 K a year? Would I be happy in a job? Right. Where I don't have to push too much. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me that you want to push, want that life Mm -hmm. and you have to be prepared to do anything and everything it takes, Mm -hmm. you have to be prepared to push 10, 
you know, 10 more miles when someone, when normal people stop, that kind of thing. So I guess what I'm trying to say is the biggest advice I would do, it would give, get clear about what you want. If it really is what you want in terms of building a business and pushing, mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So you have to be prepared to go hard every day. That's, that's the, the right. biggest advice, but it, you know, w- working on the right things. Mm-hmm. So I'd also tie that to the fact that you need to be strategic mm-hmm. and think outside the box. So what, you know, be prepared to do way more than most people, mm-hmm. but be prepared to find the angles that most people are not looking at. Like, and for me, I can use myself as an example. I just looked at all the events. I'm like, I'm going to get to know all these guys, mm-hmm. but the, the key thing is I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm not going to ask for anything, not, not mm-hmm. money. I'm going to let them discuss that. I'm not going to ask for, you know, any of that stuff mm-hmm. or I want a partnership or whatever. I'm just going to be like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I can offer you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we're good to go. And one other tip I'd give is like networking has been huge for me, but you know, even online when you're networking is just because I see it all the time, people asking new people when they're launching, they're like, Hey, I've got this launch. Can you, do you mind doing this and that? Of course I mind. I don't know you. And you're already asking something for me, right? right? So what, the way I used to do it was, hey, this is who I am. If you ever need help in this, 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 I can help you. Come to me, I'll sort you out, right? Um, or, or connecting other people, just adding value uh, in a strategic way. So find out who are the, the big people you want to get in touch with and you know, begin offering value. And, and come from a place of forget yourself. Forget what you want. Put that on ice, mm-hmm. Right really try and help other people and, and, you know, be of good service to them. I think that's so. great advice. And you did the same thing for Chris Munch where you were running his webinars. And I'm guessing at that time you were not doing that well financially. So what oh, was no, the deal? No, no, no. how were you running the webinars and still not making any money? Because a lot of people, they'd be like, okay, fine. I can provide value, but I have no money. I have to make some money as well. What should I do? Where's the mm-hmm. balance? Do I have to just starve myself and provide value until someone, you know, gets back to me and say, look, say, look, you know what? I'm going to help you out. That's a great, that's a great question. So what I did was, and you know, when you hear these people that follow your passion, right? Like Tony Robert, live with passion. Like, okay, it does work to a degree, but yeah. ultimately I think so, too many people out there are saying, just give everything up and give, you know, everything you have for your business. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say you got to be prepared to do what it takes, I don't mean give everything up and, 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 you know, just make that work and bash your head against the wall until it does. Yeah. Right? Well, it does work. What I'm, you know, that, that works as well. <laughs> well, it, it depends. It's like for me always. You know? Well, yeah, but you're, you know, we, we look, you are smart and you work on the right things too. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people, they just think work is going to get you somewhere. But mm-hmm. if you're not working on the right things that, gonna, right. that you can leverage for bigger impact, mm-hmm. you know, like my, my, my father, immigrant from India, worked his ass off all his life. Like mm-hmm. he never took a day off, that kind of thing, right? Sick mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. And he was the hardest worker in his factory. God bless him, he worked his ass off. But, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't become a director. He didn't become, he didn't make, you know, lots of money in his eyes. He did really well mm-hmm. to provide for me and my family mm-hmm. and my brother. But, you know, that same amount of effort, if used strategically, would have got him in, you know, lots of different, right. maybe a different right. scenario. You, you know have, what I mean? So, right vehicle. Hundred percent. You got the power, but you got to put it in the right places. Otherwise, you know, you're going to struggle. Uh, so, so, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah. So you were you you had you were running webinars for uh, Chris March. What was the deal, and how long did you do that for, and what did you actually get out of it? Yeah, sure. So the way I made it work for me was because I told myself from day one, right? Chris Winters helped, but I told myself from day one, like I'm not going to ask for anything, because here's the thing: so many people start a business, they they feel there's so much entitlement. Like I deserve to have money now. Why? 
What is that based on? You mm-hmm. you having run 10 multiple million dollar startups? No. Mm-hmm. If you're starting your first business, you're not owed shit. Excuse my language. But you're not owed anything. Mm-hmm. Right? And people think they are. They're like, no, I should have money because I work hard. That's the mm-hmm. biggest lie ever. Mm-hmm. Right? You deserve to have money if you provide service and value to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you build up the experience and then the money comes. So anyway, I delayed my gratification. Mm-hmm. That's a big piece of advice I'd give. You, do, you know, people just want that instant gratification. I delayed it and I said, Chris, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Money or no money, we can talk about that later. I don't even care right now. I want to learn and I want to give what I have for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened, right? And then the way I made that work, you know, answer your question, is I used to do webinars from 9 p.m. till about 2 a.m. every day. And then I used to work. And, and here's this really good piece of advice for anyone starting out right now. Get a sales job. I don't care if you're an introvert. Introverts, for me, actually end up being the best salespeople, believe mm-hmm. it or not, because they, they listen more. So get a sales job. Make good money while you're doing it. Give everything while you're doing it. And then in the evening, you can, you can do your business. That's what I mean by doing what it takes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're still you're not being dumb and stupid, and you know, in, which I did for a while, I have to admit, mm-hmm. of following your dream and expecting to get paid a million dollars in a month. Oh, mm-hmm. my launch is going to be great. No, no, no. You're going to struggle for a little while. Mm-hmm. So just have the money coming in mm-hmm. and learn. That's the key thing. Forget think, the success, just learn. I think, Jay, there's another thing um, you did really well was that you actually followed someone who, was, who knew what he was doing, who had been there, right? So imagine someone who's got the sales job, as you said, and he's working from 9 till 2 a.m., 9 p.m. To, till 2 a.m., but he doesn't have the pathway. He doesn't know where he's getting to. He doesn't have the roadmap. Then uh, he's going to basically do that for a while. Then he's going to give up because he's not getting results. But you did that for Chris Munch. You had a mentor, and uh, you knew whatever he was telling you. Obviously, that worked for him, so that would work. So you kept doing it. You had that. You, you obviously saw something at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're completely right. And, I, and that was because, like you said, you know, like I hear this all the time, um, and you probably heard it a thousand times, but people just forget it. Mm-hmm. It's, if you want to be successful, look at someone who's doing what you, what you want to do and is where you want to be mm-hmm. and just reverse engineer it. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds, you know, terrible, like boring, right? But it's so true. And if you look at successful people time and time again, you know, they have a mentor in some mm-hmm. shape or form. Like, you know, albeit my mentor became my peer, which is unbelievable in terms of Chris. I mean, he's still a mentor in lots of ways. The guy is just on another level in terms of, you know, he's, he's just a bona fide genius. But, you know, find someone who you respect, someone who's doing well. And if they're, if they're the person you think they are, they will help you. They will help you, uh, provided that you're not going, hi, yeah, listen, I've got this launch. No, 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 none of that crap. Just how can you help them? Oh, by the way, I see you've got a launch and I can offer you this. Mm-hmm. or I've got this connection, or, you know, just delayed gratification and forget yourself for a little while, you know, just, just offer good service to people and it will come back if right. they're the right people. And then you know that you should be following them, right? right. Otherwise you shouldn't. So, so you did those uh, webinars for Chris and how did you transition from there to making some money online? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good question. So I learned the game. I, I learned a lot mm-hmm. while I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing webinar after webinar after webinar after webinar. It was insane. Um, and I was terrible in the beginning. I thought I was a great salesperson. I was like, this is easy. I, you know, whatever. Jump on webinar and it was just pff, different ball game. Right. You know, like I, I was already an, an avid student of psychology since I was younger because I love psychology and persuasion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started really, I think the biggest thing, I, I said it before, 
it's entitlement I mean, it, and ego. It just really, like the amount it holds people back is, you know, and I see it, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I see it now. It's like, we just think that we deserve to be rich. Why? You know, where does that come from? Like, oh, I deserve to start a business and I expect to make money. Mm-hmm. From what? It's baseless. No, you need to learn how to make the money. You need to go through the experience of and the struggle of, and then you apply, you know, put things together and, and you get better. And, that, and that's essentially what I did um, on, from the webinars. I, I pieced together the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I made lots of connections, the right networks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I had Chris, you know, Chris Munch there who's, a, who's respected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I made sure that I, he could rely on me 150, mm-hmm. not even hundred, 150%, mm-hmm. right? 2 a.m. webinar, you sleep, mate, I'll take care of it. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think the learning of the industry really quickly, like every webinar I would play back mm-hmm. and I would go through and, and improve and be like, oh, that was terrible. Right. Scratch that, change this. Mm-hmm. And then I started making you know, a few changes and edits to the webinar um, based on my psychological sort of, you know, uh, research and they started making conversions better. And Chris was like, Oh shit. Okay, here we go. You know? And then, yeah. So, so for me, it was just, uh, learn, apply and just rinse and repeat that process until, you know, I, I would get sick and tired of listening to my own voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Just give me, I've got 10, 10 more minutes. Right okay. Um, <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So, what happened? Where was I? Sorry, remind me. So was, you 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 fine tuned the webinars and you started making find, more yeah. conversions and uh, yes, well. exactly. So we so we tweaked it and as with any process, that's the key thing, is you you do it and you break it down and mm-hmm. you apply the lens. Mm-hmm. And but again, it's about dropping ego and be honest, being honest with yourself. And I think not enough people do that. You know, like genuinely, like be like, no, it can always be better. So let's break it down break it down right, right. and then eventually yeah we, we refined the script and started weaving in lots of psychology and testing it and you know like uh that, that really helped a lot like we i'd call us um you know empiricists you know mm-hmm. you heard of the empirical sort yeah, of approach yeah, yeah. to science yeah where it's like you, you can sit there and say does it work it might work well why don't you just try it and test it and if it works great then you know right you've got some data so anyway, so that that's the kind of so a lot of people I've spoken to, uh, Jay, they they did the first launch and that kind of just messed up. But your your journey is different, where you work with someone who done it, who done it, and you just learn from him, and then eventually you started doing bigger launches. Yeah, what was your first big or big or semi big launch after you started running the webinar? Yeah, so we did the webinar thing. Now our business model is a little bit different, mm-hmm. or even was back then. Mm-hmm. which is what attracted me to it because I, I mean, I, you know, I, I knew what was going on in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. I saw Joey, he was struggling. Like I'm talking, like you look at him now, he looks like, again, he looks superhuman. But back yeah. then the guy was like, you know, he was stressed. He was doing all these launches and mm-hmm. can you give me one second? Let me close the store. But she's a character. <laughs> she's a character, man. She's a character. She really wants to be in the room, man. She's a good, good worker. It's funny because you know what? Got, one thing I've got to say: she's dedicated. She really wants to clean the room. You, you got, <laughs> you, you, you're very good at hiring. There's three other rooms here. She has to come. No, but she had to get the Hoover, right? The vacuum cleaner. But no, she she's wonderful, man. She's she's such a good cleaner. But she just bless her. Sometimes she says yes when she doesn't understand. And right. I always tell her, if you don't get it, just. But she'll be like, yeah, no problem. 
So I'm like, do not disturb me. I've got a podcast interview. Okay. She goes, yeah, no problem. Okay. Bang twice already. Anyway. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. So where was I? Where was I? Sorry. But, so Joey at that time was struggling as well. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. Great, it's great right. to know that, that, that too, because Joey right now is doing super great and he looks really oh, well. Oh, he's phenomenal. Exactly. So back then he was super stressed actually. Yeah. Um, you know, he's my best friend, so I'm allowed to say this. But he was really stressed. Like, because, I mean, anyone who doesn't launch, let's be honest, it's not yeah. easy at all, right? Like, there's bags of, like, crisps and chocolates and, you know, carbonated drinks all over your desk that no one sees. Yeah. And when you do an interview, you're like, hey, hey. So, yeah, I was around that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because I wanted to learn. And I, I wanted to see what it was actually like without, mm-hmm. you know, because it's easy to lead your own mind up the primrose path or down the primrose path where you're like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to mm-hmm. launch. I'm make a million dollars. It doesn't work like that, right? And I realized that. And I thought, if I do a launch, mm-hmm. why am I going to waste that time energy when I can learn from someone who's doing it, mm-hmm. offer good value, take them on as a mentor, and then if I want to launch, I can do my own thing, mm-hmm. right? I never ended up doing that because Chris is like, no, 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 we're partnering now. Let's do this, right? So, mm-hmm. so it worked out. But ultimately... Um, I looked at uh, Joey and I said, I don't want to do the launch model. But the funny thing is, and this is the key, key thing for me, was Chris was like, I'm done with launches too. Because he launched Press Cable. I literally joined a couple of months after. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we're not launching anymore. We're just going to do an evergreen webinar model. Mm-hmm. And at that time, right, that was pretty revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like People were starting to do that a little bit. But we were like, hold on, why continue bust your ass to do launches Mm-hmm. When you've got a webinar that works, it's converting well. And obviously, we, we knew we wanted to take Press Cable mainstream and turn it into what it is now, which is Amplifier. And again, focus on one product, one vision. Mm-hmm. And any launch that we've done is, is part of that product. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? And even the launch we've got up, uh, coming up next month is, is part of that vision okay. and company. Okay. So it's not a brand new thing that's completely so, uh, different. I would actually like to talk about that. How does that work where you have your core product and you do launches around it. Let's talk about that in a bit. I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. I'll, I'll explain because that works really well as a strategy. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so we, you know, w- when it came to, to, to Joey doing that, I was like, I don't want to do that. I love this webinar thing where we've got a product. All we need to do, it converts, just keep driving traffic to it. Mm-hmm. And we took Press Cable to a seven-figure business doing just that, pure right. JV webinars, Right. So then I started traveling. I started meeting people. I started booking webinars. I started getting JVs in. Um, and then slowly but surely, I, you know, I proved my value. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked my ass off for it without really asking for anything or anything. You know. and, and here's another thing, right? And this is why I love Chris. And I thought this, is, this, is, this works for me. It's because Chris Munch is super honorable. He's, you know, he's, very, he's been raised the right way. He's got really strong values and principles. Mm-hmm. And he just said to me one day, he, you know, he was like, here's the thing. Like, I... I need to know you can do this, but I need to know I can trust you. Why the hell am I randomly going to go straight into a partnership with you? So smart. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that just rush into partnerships now, and then they're, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. Like they meet at an IM event, they become buddies. Hey, man. Okay. Yeah, high five. Let's do that launch, man. Yeah. And then two months later, they're slagging each other off on, on Facebook, and everybody has to watch it in the community. I, right? think, I think what happens is a lot of people jump into bed together, and then we realize... To- even at the best case, they'll realize that there's different levels of motivation. For example, one guy might be older and he's just more relaxed and he's not working hard enough. While other yeah. guys are working super hard and there's, that causes friction. I'm talking about that being the best case. That, that's what happens most of the time. But then obviously there's all sorts of different things that go wrong. No, 100%. But what I'd add to that is 
And this is what really worked for us. And again, all these indicators, because mm. because I wasn't just jumping head first. I was really thinking about it, you know, mm. about because I'm like, I want to be successful. And again, what's it going to take? Mm-hmm. And again, being strategic. So I was thinking about all these things and I was like, I like the way this guy runs his business. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to be part of that, actually. Mm-hmm. And I want to prove myself and I want him to say, yeah, Jay, let's do this. Let's take mm-hmm. this to another level. Right. Which is what happened. But the fact is, we were friends. We became friends after. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very, very important thing. I've seen a lot of good partnerships and that's what tends to happen mm-hmm. is you don't, you know, if you're jumping into bed, like you said, with your friends for business is very, very risky. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you're, if you, yeah, but if you make a business decision first and then you become friends, I mean, it, it's a fairy tale almost, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what happened with us. And our business became better because we became friends because we started, you know, really developing that relationship afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, and again, that's testament to, you know, I can't take full credit for that. Chris is a strategic genius. He knows what he's doing on that. So that really helped. So, um, so you said that you, for two years, you just went on the road and you just uh, recruited JVs. Yeah. First of all, was that part of the whole strategic plan that look, you're going to be on the road for two years or it just happened where you just went and talked to every single person you could? No, it wasn't. It wasn't like every single person. It was like, who's the best JVs? Who mm-hmm. can drive the biggest traffic? What do they need? What do mm-hmm. they want? Do they want connections? Do they want to meet other people who can provide, mm-hmm. you know, lots of traffic to their to their webinars? You know, are they looking for a development team that they're not really getting much out of? What do they want, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's it. Like I just I just went around, and again, it's that whole I'll do whatever the hell it takes mentality. Mm-hmm. It lost me a lot of hair. It lost me a lot. It gave me a lot of gray hairs, but um, which I shaved off conveniently before this, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you should have seen me yesterday, like white fluff everywhere, but no. Um, and so it it ties in with what I mentioned before. It comes full circle. Like I was like, look, what do we need to do? Like, you know, this is how we we work. I sat down with Chris. I'm like, Chris, I'm not happy with where we are in terms of in myself. I'm not happy where I am. How do we take this business to this level? And he's like, well, if we want to do that, we need this, this, this. I'm like, perfect. On a plane out, you know? And what That's was that what business is? We too, you need the strategic partners? The yeah, you need the strategic partners. We worked out how many JVs we needed every month. Right. Um, and then we worked out, you know, exactly what we needed to grow. But that was back when we weren't even looking at paid. Like this is like just pure JVs, mm-hmm. right? We built, like I said, take, took it to seven figures just on that without a launch. So <laughs> it's That's pretty tiring. And so you actually got on the plane and just went around for two years. What was your strategy? Would you just go to events and hold hold like mini events and hold dinner? Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's good you asked that. So for example, we'd go to TNC mm-hmm. and would create um, you know, I, I like creating trends because then people know what to look for, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when you, people do weekly calls, you know, you know, it becomes habitual. So every every year we would do a mastermind while TNC is going on. So it's easy within the same building, which is typically the Hyatt, right? Yeah. Um the Hyatt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a Hyatt. So, yes. yeah, there's a Hyatt. So there's another, there's a, is it the Marquis? Marriott. Was he not Marriott? Marriott Marquis, right? Marquis? Yeah. No, no, it was a Hyatt. He was a Hyatt. No, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm no but they, they changed it to the Marriott Marquis. Oh, I haven't been recently, so maybe. Yeah, so that, I mean, the two hotels are like, you know. Yeah, five, right next to each other. But the massive more, hotel, yeah, right? Yeah. They take Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, so then, yeah, we used to host a mastermind there every single year. We used to invite people. You know, we made it fun. We made it very, very valuable. Got some key players in there. And mm-hmm. then we were good to go. And then the other thing was our shit converted. We made sure of that. So when people did run the webinar in the, in the early days, 
mm-hmm. knew that we were good anyway. I mean, you know, I had Chris's uh, name there, but mm-hmm. then we started building our own brand of, hey, th- th- these guys are serious mm-hmm. and they're always tweaking their stuff. Like we had JVs, right? Checks out running the same webinar mm-hmm. in one year. Some of them would run it four times oh, wow. because we'd tweak it, but it's the same offer. But wouldn't, we, you know, we, we, we wouldn't stop. We're like mechanics in that, in that mm-hmm. garage, right? We're like changing this, changing that, throwing that out. That didn't work anymore. So it was, yeah, so it was hardcore, but the, the strategy was get the biggest guys on board, make sure it converts. Then that spreads anyway, because people are like, oh, I need a high converting mm-hmm. offer. Oh, have you checked out their stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, and we made sure that, and we, we did this very early. We created a JV concierge team with VAs that knew their shit really well. So if I brought you on as a JV, I'd set up a group and they would look after every step. You'd know what to do, when to do, how to do everything. Swipes, all laid in there, right? Went right. to mail, the whole shebang. So the experience collectively. And then, of course, if you're converting and making money, everyone's happy. Right. Not that that happened every time, right? Obviously, lists can be... Right? So, so where were you... in? In terms of revenue, where were you when you went on your road trip and where, where did you get to when you actually finished the whole road trip? That's a good question. So we actually doubled as a result of that. So originally, wow, where were we? I mean, we were probably around the 200, 300 grand mark. A month? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a month. But even around then, like that's looking back. At that time, it was big. Now it's like, hmm. Uh, and, and again, this is just JVs. This is no no paid, but because we've got a really powerful recurring model mm-hmm. that we've dialed in. So so from the webinars, we used to make the front end sell, but we've got the the back end sewed up in terms of as soon as a customer comes in, there's an OTO of two nine five per month. That's what built our business. Mm-hmm. That recurring and right. and JVs loved it because they got fifty percent of that. So by the time JVs were running our webinar again, they were already they were still getting paid from the last webinar in terms of the recurring. Yeah. So it works really well. So all these things in tandem work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were around, we were around there. And then by the time we finished, we doubled that. Wow. We doubled that revenue amount. Yeah. Right. Um, towards the back end. So, and, and again, that was, I still can't believe it. That's no launch, no J, you know, no, uh, no paid or anything yeah. like that. Which Let's talk about the strategy where you said that you have a core product and every launch you do is actually for that core product. How does that work? Yeah, so what, is, what do you mean? Can you rephrase that for me? So you said every, well, we talked about it earlier where you said that every single launch you do now is actually yeah. there to supplement. Oh, I see, I see, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, okay, so right now we've got a new company which we were always you know, aiming to, to build. Mm-hmm. Like Press Cable was always going to transform into what we have now mm-hmm. because we had a press release distribution platform Mm-hmm. And the reason it worked so well is because, you know, we had a, a layer of software on the front where you fill in a form, mm-hmm. you answer the questions, and it just generates the press release for you. And and press releases are notoriously difficult uh, in terms of there's so many, you know, mm-hmm. pain in the ass laws and rules and everything. And yeah. you, know, you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you've been around. So what we thought is, yeah, let's create that, that software. And it, and it did it really well. So what we had is you fill in the form, it creates, distributes, publishes everything your press release for you, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're on 300 mainstream authority news sites. Mm-hmm. Then what we did is from that, we're like, well, people had preconceived notions of press releases because, you know, Panda here, I think it was called Panda, Google Panda, was it? Well, press releases. Panda, got, all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Or Penguin, whatever it was. Yeah. I, you got to ask Chris these questions. But they got slapped up in terms of a lot of businesses out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, 
the rankings just dropped. Anything related to a press release got slammed. Mm-hmm. But in actual fact, it was only press releases that were held on you know, their own site. Like PR Web, for example, struggled a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's only because they hosted every press release on their own domains. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we were doing was literally posting directly to these new sites. So we actually saw you know, uh, our traffic go up, right? right. Um, which was awesome. But anyway, but, but we still had to struggle with that whole, oh, press release, do they even work, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as you say press release, someone thinks of something. So we, we were like, right, we made a decision early on. We want to become the world's first and only content amplification engine, which means we'll use the same thing we've done for years, fill in a form. We've mm-hmm. got distribution channels with you know, tier one authority news sites tied up. Mm-hmm. But what if we, after that form fill, created a YouTube video, created and published for you, a Vimeo video, um, you know, uh, authority, high authority blogs, what if we created a LinkedIn slide share presentation for you? What if we created podcast snippets for you, posted on Facebook, posted on Twitter? You do nothing more than fill in that form. And we were like, now that would be kick-ass. Okay. And then we built it. <laughs> and so, yeah. So as you can see, like Press Cable became Amplifier, mm-hmm. but we retained you know, the, the authority news sites. So when we launched Amplifier, we were basically, we had that, that side locked, locked up. We were just launching the new software to attach onto it. Ah, right. So that, get it? Yeah. Got it. So the new sites are a powerhouse because that's where the content comes from. Okay. And then through a mixture of software automation and AI and talented uh, writers and the team, you know, bam, 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 that would get spliced up, automated voice generated videos, everything done. Right. And right. that form would, you know, you, you put a picture in there. It's very simple. It's a simple wizard. Takes six minutes. <laughs> so that's how we, we attached it on. So it's the same product, but evolved. Okay. And then we did one launch in between called VidBullet. Mm-hmm. And VidBullet, this is the last piece of the puzzle, uh, we launched before Amplify. So Amplify was the $2 million launch we did last year. Uh, we called it the 100K shout out. That was the course that we built around Amplify. Mm-hmm. And then, man, I've had a lot of coffee today. <laughs> so last year... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I've given up coffee, so I'm not feeling too great about it. I, I, I know, you're, you're like, Jay, man, damn. <laughs> no, but yeah, so... I'm going to be shaking like this later on anyway. So, <laughs> so what happened was we, we launched Amplify 100K shout out last year, August to 2 million, uh, just over 2 million. Wow. That was on, yeah, that was on front end. And then the actual launch overall, we closed out like just under $4 million, including re- recurring rebuilds, you know, backend stuff. Wow. ATOs, so let's talk everything. about that launch. That's, uh, that's now a small launch. How many affiliates yeah. did you get to promote you? And how did you would get to, I mean, most of the launches I talk, you know, talk about with people, 300,000, 500,000, 750,000 max, but this one is a big one, right? Let's talk about how you got there. Yeah, so there's a few components here. Uh, We figured if you, all right, you know webinars, right, typically? Like what's the metric for the success of that webinar that people use, do you think? I don't know, no clue. Well, as in if you did a webinar, people look at, you know, in in terms of how well you did, conversion-wise. 20%. Yeah, yeah, but it's a percentage of the people who buy, right? Right. Whereas we were like, from the very, from very early on, you know, I, I always say that's not a very good metric, and I'll tell you why, is because if you sell, right, less, you, you convert less people for more money, you're making more money on the webinar. So how, you know, so then that kind of doesn't work, right? So what we, the metric we use is dollar per live attendee. A lot of people use this, but a lot of people don't at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's your true metric. Okay. That's when you know how much money per per person who turns up live am I making on this webinar? Okay. Right? 
And if you're making $300 per live uh, attendee, but you've only closed, you know, you've closed at 10%, right? If someone asks, oh, how did Jay's webinar do? They're going to go, oh, 10%, mine was 15. But then they've made $50 per live attendee. Who did better, right? Got it. You get it? So anyway, the reason I'm saying that is because the way we worked it out is if you do a higher price point, mm-hmm. it worked out way better. You just need to know how to, how to lay that out. And the process was our, our pre-launch funnel mm-hmm. was uh, you know, three videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a, free, a free book, mm-hmm. right? comprehensive book about what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, laid out PDF. Then we gave them a mind map mm-hmm. to explain the whole the whole idea. Then we gave okay. them, you know, uh, uh, sent them to the registration for the workshop. So okay. just, and you can't see the the two videos until you see the first. Like that, it's a process. It's a Got series. It. Got it. And that preconditions them, pre-sells them, pre-frames them. Then they're ready for the high okay. ticket stuff. You know, it, it, it handles all that stuff. So was it? Um, um, sorry, go on. No, 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 go. On. Was it all affiliate traffic, or you used paid as well? No, no, no. It was all affiliate. It was all affiliate. Oh. And, and the, yeah, and the reason it worked anyway, what I was alluding to is we, we went to, I think, yeah, we did 2.5K was the price point on the webinar. So, yeah, you know, you, right. you don't need as many sales now suddenly, right? Yeah, also. Make, yeah. But again, there's been people, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying go out there and run, you know, start doing high ticket stuff if you don't know what you're doing. But if you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and you lock down your process, you have to pre-frame them. We know this in marketing, but people get lazy. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I just put the price up, see what happens. No, 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 no. You mm-hmm. need a whole pre-launch sequence in order to get them ready for it. It's like that persuasion, right? That Robert Cialdini talks about in his book. Right. So what's your main growth channel right now for your main business? Right now, the funny thing is over the last, since lockdown or even before, don't you hate it when police cars, you think it's going to quiet down and then randomly it gets louder. Well, you that, that just bugs me. I'm expecting the cleaner to walk in any second. I'm actually <laughs> She's going to take over the podcast, right? She's going to be I like, she to be on it. she's probably got, <laughs> <laughs> she's heard, she's probably heard enough webinars um, and, uh, and interviews. So, so yeah. Uh, sorry, your question again, my bad. So what's your main growth like, channel right now? There's too much coffee. Right, 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 right. Growth channel. So growth channel now, uh, since lockdown, that's what I was talking about is, is paid right now. Paid is, okay. is doing really well. It's still early days for us, mm-hmm. paid wise. But yeah, like we're, we're bringing in, you know, a lot of leads. Our ROAS is high. We're hitting between the three to five level on cash collected. Right. Um, sometimes it dips just below that, but that's the sweet spot. That's just on cash collected. So, you know, with, with everything considered, it should be, it should be higher. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for the future because we've got, you know, we're selling to proper businesses now as well on that side. So pay right. directly to actual businesses who have got money, you know, so it just works really, really well. If you don't mind sharing, what's the revenue at right now with the business? So revenue, I can tell you. So last month we were at, we did 290 just on paid. Wow. Okay. Uh, this month we, we're, we're looking to gun down that 300. So from the numbers I looked at earlier, we're about we're 250, 270. Okay. So we should close out near the 300. And how much, how much, uh, ad spend? So ad spend like the ROAS again is like a three to five. Mm-hmm. So for the two ninety, I'm not sure. I'll have to ask uh, Jeff. He, he does all the Facebook. I know, I know, but he does all the Facebook stuff. I don't want to give you the wrong numbers. Uh-huh. Um, but the ROAS should give you a good indicator. Yeah. So on that it's, it's around three to five. Right. Right. So, and he, you know, we, we're constantly, as you know, with Facebook, revising the ads, tweaking, 
you know, sometimes it's higher, lower, whatever. So, so Jay, but, one, uh, one last thing. I mean, you, you kind of make it sound really easy. I mean, uh, in 2013, you were just starting out. That's not that long ago. Uh, yeah. So if someone's listening to this and thinking, oh, my God, I need to do something like this, or, or someone who's struggling, what advice would you give them? So if you were to give me everything you just, you know, told me in one or two or three sentences, uh, yeah. person who's listening to this. Yeah, so I'd want to add to the the paid stuff because it's like, you know, it can sound easy, but it's not. Like to get to that that level, it's taken us a long time. Yeah. And again, it's not our main business. Our main business is recurring, and it's mm -hmm. still JV partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's that's been really big for us. Paid is starting to take over, mm -hmm. but it is a horror show if you don't know what you're doing, and it's a long, windy road. So I'm, yeah. it's not like, oh yeah, we're doing paid. It's fantastic, you know. It doesn't work like that. It's taken us a long time. We've lost a lot of money in the beginning, you know, like going back a couple of years. And we've yeah. tried everything. So just to be clear on that, right? Um, and then, so, so what I would say is a couple of things. I would say offer good value. Leave yeah. your ego to the side. Don't be entitled because no one's owed anything. You really, you know, when, when you need to earn it, you need to earn it. That means from experience, from actually building something, mm -hmm. right, that actually helps people, actually serves them, um, you know, not so much in... Um, you know, in like a whole spiritual way or anything like that, or, you know, like these, uh, these books teach you, right. These self-help books. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like what you, the shit you make has to help people. It has to work. Otherwise you're not going to make money. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that sounds obvious, mm -hmm. but the better you can make your product, the more focused you can be on your customer, mm -hmm. then, you know, with feedback loops and stuff like that and improvements, then yeah, the more successful you're going to be. So, so that's where the, that's where your entitlement should come from, from something rather than from nothing. So first of all, don't expect to be a millionaire straight away because you won't. I'm just mm -hmm. going to tell you straight, right? Um, yes, there's exceptions, but you know, just park your ego aside. You don't. You're not owed anything. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two. If you put the work in in the right places mm -hmm. and you give whatever it takes and you don't make any excuses and you do look in the mirror every day and ask yourself, Am I truly doing what I can here? Mm -hmm. You know. When no one's around, not, not when, oh yeah, I'm working on this. No, no, no. When no one's around, be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Are you doing what it takes, right? To get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that, by the way, is gaining clarity on what you actually want. Not what you think you want because it will look good in front of your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. What are you happy with? Are mm -hmm. you happy to bust your ass? And Because it, it does take a lot out of you. You know this, right? Mm -hmm. To build something, it takes a lot out of you. But are you prepared to go down that route? Because again, if you're not, it's fine. You know, that's what you want. But if it is what you want, get prepared to work even harder um, and do, you know, to, to, to really lose some hair, as I said, and add some white to your, uh, to your beard or your, or your hair if you're a woman. And then once you've got that in, offer good value to people, to networks. Look at who's doing really well mm -hmm. and just reverse engineer what they're doing um, and start making connections with people who you know are, are doing well and, and bring them into your circle. And the best way to do that, as I've said, forget about yourself. Forget about what you want. Find out what they want, what they need, and just begin to offer that for them. And obviously, make sure that you're good at it, whatever it is, because that's going to be important too. But even if you're not, you know, a simple thing, I would like, you know, just connecting people. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, I know you're doing this. And by the way, you mentioned this when we spoke. So I've got this guy I've just introduced you in the group. Um, you know, he'll be a perfect partner for you. Like you did that. You know what I'm saying? So without asking for anything in return. Great. Um, I think I think the reset game just spoils it for everyone, right? Sometimes because it's this whole you have to reset. I mean, I understand it's part and parcel, mm -hmm. but at the same time, some you know, just at the beginning when you've got nothing really to offer, 
offer everything you can without asking for anything in return um, and just truly, you know, make those connections. So I think that's probably important. Um, what else? Just before I forget, I'm just thinking. I think you forget about the hard work. So I was going to ask you, where does the whole work ethic come from? For example, when you first started that, you were working your day job and still working 9 to 2 a.m. in the night. That's not easy. So that hard work, I think you've missed out and you really put in that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I, I mean, I was alluding to. Maybe I should go deeper in terms of, you know, you're not owed anything. And when you realize that and you realize you have to create it yourself, yeah, yeah. right? And there's no one else who's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. No one's going to knock on your door and go, hey, Jay, here's that million dollars you wanted, right? It doesn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. Here's that company you wanted to build, you know? You could go out and do it yourself. Right. Uh, but the, the work ethic really for me just comes from, I just want it. Even now, I want it. I want it badly, you know? And so if I'll just outwork you. I'll outwork you. And you might be better than me. You might be more experienced than me. But you won't outwork me. I'll figure it out mm-hmm. and I'll make it happen. And I think that spirit helps, you know, would help anyone. Because ultimately, what is business? It, it's, a, it's a formula that works. Mm-hmm. And you just need to keep working at it until you get that formula, right? Or you tweak it and refine it. So for me, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like Thomas Edison. I know it's cliche, but... You know, when people say, oh, you failed a thousand times, he's like, no, I just found a thousand times that didn't work. Right. right? Because he's got that same verve and enthusiasm. Great. So I think it's, it is an optimism thing, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's looking at it. Hey, she is. Yeah, no problem. Give me, give me five minutes, okay? I'll come out. Yeah. So <laughs> poor girl's like, she's trying to clean this room. Um, but yeah, so I think if you attack it with that verve and enthusiasm, right? Then you'll, you'll be good to go because you're, you know, if you're smart, you'll figure it out, but you've got to keep learning. And I think that's the key thing is like, don't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, break down what you're doing, be honest with yourself that, you know, if it's crap, it's crap, but then how can you make it better? And again, you learn from people who are doing what you're trying to do, whether it's a sales page, whether it's a a product launch, whether it's a networking, Mm -hmm. who does that really well? How can I learn from them? And again, you know, the ego needs to go to the side. I think I've talked about that enough. Uh, but anyway, for me, my parents are immigrants, came to the UK in the mm-hmm. 70s. Uh, you know, I know there's a big thing going on right now with racism, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but they struggled a lot. They didn't get jobs. They couldn't speak the, the language. Mm-hmm. But you know what they had? They oh, had yeah. come, yeah, come what may, I'll work harder than you. And I won't complain mm-hmm. because, you know, I want this. I want my family to have a house and, you know, I want my, I want to raise my kids in the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I, I mean, I hardly saw my parents growing up. Like they had two, three jobs each a day. My brother raised me, right. Created loads of problems between me <laughs> and it screwed me up a little bit, but yeah, no, it, you know, you, you, I can't complain. It's like, when I look at that, like it just, how can I be lazy? Like, I, you know, they created that for us mm-hmm. and they struggled and they went through that. And you know, I consider myself British. I've got a passport here. I, I, this is my country, right. like, you know, and, I, and I've, I've got food on the table. And when I was growing up and I'm like, how can I not take that another level now? You know, it's just completely disrespecting and not appreciating what they did. So, yeah. Great. Jay, thank you very much. That was amazing. And uh, thank you for being on the show. And uh, let's have you again sometime soon. Thank you Absolutely, very much. Absolutely, man. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, 
please search for Launch Legends and your favorite podcast listening app. And then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, 